Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations. We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Welcome to Living Box Free. This is Ashleen, and I am Becky Liss this week. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to just take over the podcast. It's going to be the best thing ever. And I got my friend Corey to come and hang out with me. Say hello, Corey. Hello, everyone. <laughs> we are going to talk about the creative process this week. I'm super excited to have my friend Corey Tyndall with us. I'll introduce him in just a moment. But before we do that, we always start with what's on the rise for you this week. So, Corey, I'm just throwing you right into the deep end. What's on the rise for you this week? Great. I love the deep end. <laughs> What's on the rise for me? I love video games. So Metroid Dread is on the rise for me. Ooh, so okay. for any any more. video game fans out there, Metroid is a long-running franchise of Nintendo. Mm-hmm. If you've seen in Super Smash Brothers, the character Samus, she is the uh, front woman for the series. And it's kind of like... If you've ever seen the film Alien, sci-fi like woman is trapped on a desolate place and there's literally aliens trying to kill her and she's trying to escape. That's usually kind of the overall premise, but Samus is a bounty hunter and she's got like a power suit and guns and missiles and stuff. But yeah, the newest game and it came out, I think a few weeks ago, and I think it's been almost 18 years since the last entry in the series. So So I'm a Metroid. Yes. Long awaited. I'm a Metroid (laughs) fan. So I've quite enjoyed playing through this i'm almost done but okay. still a little bit left to go so yeah that's what's going on with me well that's really cool huh i don't think i realized that it had been out that long i knew i know about metroid but i don't think i realized how long it had been out so mm-hmm. all right well learn something new every day on the <laughs> rise for me well I, i'm tempted to say like going without becky is on the rise for me because hi this Becky, week, by yeah, the way, hi, hi Becky, we miss you. <laughs> um, I was supposed to go camping this weekend, so I, that was going to be my when I wrote the notes for this podcast. That was going to be my on the rise. I'm going camping. I love camping. Yeah, but it's raining. So on the rise for me actually is rain. <laughs> rain it is wet rain, camping. Rain. <laughs> so we're either not going or we're just going for a short period of time. So yeah, a little bit of a bummer there, but that's okay. Rain's on the rise. Yeah, you know. It's good for the environment. Mm-hmm. Rain. We need it. It's wet and it <laughs> sloshes everywhere. <laughs> All right. I, like I said, I'm so excited to have my friend Corey Tyndall here. We've been friends for five years now, I think, roughly. Maybe longer than that. Somewhere around there. Yeah. We have worked together. We've been friends. Technically, he's worked for me and never really felt that way. But um, so we've been on teams together in two different ways. And actually, I've worked for you, too. Didn't hadn't even thought about that. So we've worked together on teams in a lot of different capacities. He is just all around fantastic human being. He's a musician, music writer, regular writer, filmmaker, photographer, all the things. He does all the things. Is there anything wow. creative that you don't do? Uh, I'm not gifted in like art okay. per se. Like visual arts. Yeah, visual arts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll leave that for someone else. It's nice of you to leave something for someone else. Yeah, you can you can pick up the slack for me on that <laughs> oh, on that no. one. No, no, no. Ashleen is quite a great artist. That's not everybody. My, mm, that's not where I. That's not where I excel. It's not where I like to excel. Anyway. Becky's gonna be like, what? <laughs> I have my moments. <laughs> anyway, Corey Tyndall, a fantastic person, and I'm so excited he's gonna join us. Corey, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you? 
what you do, those kinds of things. Fill the audience in. Yeah, that is a <laughs> very generous intro. Thank you for that. Yeah, I do a number of creative things. And like Ashleen said, we've gone to work together in different capacities over the years, which has been great. I would say primarily like in the creative space, I'm a musician and a filmmaker and photographer. So I love like music feels like my first love. I've done music since I was little. I still love playing music, whether it's like serving in church or just writing my own stuff. I love the whole creative process of music. Um, I love performing. So a lot of stuff with music. And then photography and filmmaking are, I guess, newer loves or newer passions that have kind of shown up in the last three to four years. But I particularly really love filmmaking. I love telling stories. And even from a young age, I always enjoyed like watching movies and playing video games that had really like deep story to them. So it kind of became this cool thing once I started picking up a camera, understanding like, oh, you can tell a story visually with this, you know, along with like dialogue and like yeah. other things. But that has really captured me. So that's probably one of the biggest things uh, predominantly like creatively that I like doing right now. Um, and yeah, like personally, I work, you know, used to work for well, Ashley and I used to work together, but I work for a Christian nonprofit. I do a lot of creative stuff in that world, like music, again, and film. So it's pretty cool. I get to tap into a lot of my creativity in those spaces. Yeah. What What are some of your favorite projects you've done? Could be just for yourself or yeah. for work or for whatever. Yeah, I, I think some of my, a couple that come to mind, uh, short films, I shot one, this past summer when I was in California visiting family, but I shot a Western short film. So that was really fun to do. It was fun to, my friend Mike and I worked on it, but to, you know, have the genesis of the idea and to write the script and to actually cast actors and go and shoot it and then do all the editing. It was really cool. Like yeah. I really, I really enjoyed it. I think another, a couple other things I, I'm in a band, I guess. We haven't actually played, but like we're a <laughs> we're a recorded band. Um, my friend Steven and I, and we've written a lot of music and recorded over the last year, and so that's been really fun and life giving. Uh, on Spotify, yeah, Restless Body Syndrome. Yep. And yeah, and then I think also like other creative things. I love podcasting, so I was really excited when you and Becky were like, "Will you come podcast?" Because a couple <laughs> years ago. I used to be a co-host with my friend MJ of this like film review criticism podcast. And yeah, that just kind of, you know, and I knew about podcasts before and I'd listened to a handful of them, but that really brought me into the world of podcasting. I was like, oh, I really love doing this. And we podcast on a weekly basis. And yeah, it was great. So those are just a couple things like creatively that I have enjoyed doing. Yeah. And I forgot to say at the beginning that Corey's the one that taught me how to podcast how what equipment he literally researched for us what equipment to get microphones all that kind of stuff taught me how to do it so this really living box free is sponsored by Corey. no <laughs> <laughs> so and he took our uh our headshots our photos that are on our website on the rise group.com so yeah. you can check check out his work there yeah 
you've contributed Aww. contributed greatly to Living Box Free. So well, you guys are great. Thank <laughs> you. All right, tell me a little bit about some things you've learned in the creative process. Like what what lessons have come up or what has changed you or your mindset, those kinds of things. Yes, very very broad question. Yeah, very but broad. a good a good question. Take it any direction you yeah. think. I think the creative process, like what I've learned, one of the biggest things is you learn a lot about yourself. And what I mean by that is you learn a lot of who you are, like what matters to you, what's important. So me as a filmmaker and as a musician, there's a lot of having to delve into myself and figure out like what do I want to write this song about like lyrically or musically what comes to the surface or as a filmmaker, like what stories do I want to tell? And, you know, it, in just describing that it can sound, Oh yeah, that's like pretty simple. It's like, I want to, I think about this. I want to write this thing, but I think a big part of the creative process is being able to move those like roadblocks personally that we all have, you know, of like going to those places where it's like, okay, what do I think about this thing? Or would I feel vulnerable enough to share this thing? Mm, And I think that's been a really big thing for me, learning how to be vulnerable about different things in my life that maybe, you know, only a handful of years ago, I wouldn't have wanted to create anything remotely close to actually talking about who really makes up Corey Tyndall. Yeah. Yeah. I love that answer. I, it made me think of, um, I'm not even a hundred percent sure why, but the, the Michelangelo quote about removing them all the marble that wasn't David. Oh yeah. Um, and it, it feels sometimes for me in the creative process, like with podcasting, with songwriting, with uh, creative writing, all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff that every time you chip a little bit away, you're like, Oh, I don't know if I want anyone to see what's under there. Yeah. Especially (laughs) if it's not quite David yet. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, I don't know. I mean, I'm taking this piece off and you're going to see something underneath, but it's not the statue of David yet. Yeah. It's just (laughs) a little bit less marble. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) And so that it can be incredibly vulnerable, but that is, I don't know. I've found that that's a process through which I grow as a human being. It grows my bravery. It grows, yeah, just this sense of courage and being willing to step into those situations and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear, like, what are some of the projects or times when you've had to be vulnerable and what has that felt like? What's that been like? Yeah, that that's a good question. Uh, I think. You know, one of the big ones that comes to mind is a project that we worked on together, a series of short films, you know, talking um, just about like the concept of diversity and like why I believe it's important. And I think, you know, aside from just like the technical part of trying to plan out the video shoots and, you know, to create the content and to find whoever is going to deliver it and, act in the short films or whatever. I think for me personally having to kind of dive into, okay, this is what I believe about, you know, in this case, diversity is a topic we're talking about. And as I create this thing, you know, people might not perceive it the same way that I do. And, you know, that's just one topic. I I can feel the same way about a number of different things. You know, it's like, I'm going to speak about this or my my song is going to speak to this. But in particular, this project, you know, talking about 
these are my thoughts on diversity and, you know, uh, wanting there to be fostered, you know, good communication about it. But it's kind of one of those things. It's like once you put art out there, it's like you don't necessarily know how people <laughs> will receive it. Yeah. So I, I think that's a big one that comes to mind. It's open to interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that can be scary. And especially when people do interpret it incorrectly. I don't know, with some blog posts, I've had people kind of push back on things that I've ri- mm-hmm. written. And I'm like, well, I, that's fine. <laughs> I, I told you what yeah. I thought. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you at this point, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it is that vulnerability exercise. Yeah, and, and sometimes, too, and even doing that, it's like some of the art that I'm creating, I want there to be a conversation. Or sometimes I want there to kind of be a maybe a knee-jerk reaction or like a pushback or people to actually stop and be like, okay, what does he mean by that? Right. And to like dig into it a little bit more. Like I write songs like that sometimes. I've done creative pieces like visually sometimes like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the intent can change from piece to piece, but I still think there's that vulnerability of like having to actually put it out there. Yeah, especially in, in, in good art there is that open-endedness of allowing the the perceiver or the, or the observer to decide mm-hmm. what it's like or what it, you know, how it ends or yeah. what it means to them and that kind of thing. And that can be especially vulnerable because then you don't get to control what they think. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that would get us into the whole other rabbit trail of like, is the art the artist once it is right. presented to an audience? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very, yeah, we don't need to go we down that. We don't need to go down that. Philosophical. <laughs> Tell us what you think, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I, it makes me think of um, you know, this. Is, this is one of those things that I hate to admit, but I used to read Nicholas Sparks' books, and I've enjoyed some of the movies. Some of them are kind of terrible, but mm-hmm. uh, his book, A Walk to Remember, which have you read? I have not read, okay. but I mean, I know. Yeah, at the <laughs> end, he leaves it open as to yeah. whether one of the main characters lives or dies. dies yeah. And then when they made the movie, they chose one direction and went with it. Oh, I didn't realize that. And I just always thought that was so interesting and kind of a almost a cop out of like, we've just decided we want to tie this up for you. We don't want to leave it open ended. Mm-hmm. And it feels less vulnerable. It feels less open and more kind of Hollywood cliche. Yeah. Like, we're just going to decide what this is. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's what it made me think of. <laughs> I walk to remember everybody. Yeah. Go rent it on Amazon Prime. I don't know. Probably. Sure it's findable somewhere yeah all right so what what's been i mean we just talked about the vulnerability piece but what's been the most difficult part for you of the creative process is there always something well actually let's back up yeah let's back up what would you say your creative process is i know it can vary hugely based on the medium yeah what you're doing so on and so forth but do you have something you always do i mean do you have like a set rhythm that's a good question i Yes and no. <laughs> uh, I I think just like shooting from the hip, I do tend to, when I'm approaching projects and I'm kind of thinking in the realm of like filmmaking or songwriting, I tend to have like a little bit of a brainstorming time initially, like what do I want to talk about, what themes, but where there can be different phases of how people brainstorm and whatever, part of just how I'm wired is like, there's kind of a strategic part of me that like 
I filter a lot of stuff out. So if I'm in a brainstorming session, it's hard for me to just say whatever comes to my mind without like my brain kind of filtering it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so usually like when I'm starting my creative process, I try to keep more of an open mind, just be like, what could I do? What what could be possible? And then I kind of slowly start to filter like, okay, what is possible with like the resources that I have, with yeah. the skill that I have, with whatever the concept I'm going for. And from there, like once I have, maybe like I start with five ideas and I filter it down to two that are realistic, then I start actually thinking through like logistically what this could be. Um, and then that, you know, if I'm thinking film, that helps me to arrive at, like, what genre do I want to choose? And how many actors do I want the story to revolve around? And then from there, I spend a lot of time, like, that's where, I mean, it's all the creative process, but that's where a lot of the, like, creativity of, okay, I've narrowed it down to I'm going to do this short film with three actors. Yeah. I'm going to do this genre. And then it's, like, me actually having to figure out the story or if, you know, if I'm doing songwriting, it's like, okay, I'm going to do this theme, like, you know, maybe uh, Redemption, and I want it to be a song in a minor key. And then I have all the time to do the creative things and try different things. And and then so from that, like after the, I guess, kind of I've made the idea, I've worked on it, I've figured it out, then I take it more through the I guess, into the execution phase. So if I'm, you know, I've written a song, I will go actually record parts of it and do stuff. And with the film, I will go shoot it. And sometimes in there, there is like some feedback time where it's like I can share it with other people and not. And um, remind me, I want to come back and talk about feedback and okay. getting people. That's a that's a big thing in the creative process. I'll do my best. Yeah. <laughs> no promises. Yeah. Becky's and, usually the one who remembers things. <laughs> and so after actually like the execution phase of like recording or filming or whatever, then you kind of come back to, I guess it would be the post-production phase where you've executed the thing, but now you are like assembling it. You're putting mm, yeah. it together. So in the music realm, it would be like, we recorded all the parts for the stuff for the song. And now we have to mix them all together and master it and make sure everything's balanced for filmmaking. It'd be like, I shot everything. Now I actually have to edit it together in the story and the correct sequence and make sure it flows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that loosely, and I know it was kind of a little all over the place, but that's kind of my structure. <laughs> yeah. Brainstorm narrow it down strategically what is achievable execution and then like assembly mm -hmm. afterwards yeah okay so what's the looking at that creative process or even some of the details within that what's the most difficult part for you i want to say it varies project to project but just thinking through for me i i think maybe starting uh, so those first couple phases, the phases of generating an idea that I think is worthy of the energy and time to be put into it. Because, you know, I feel like I can come up with ideas like on the spot, like all the time, but it's different to actually like capture those ideas and like try to filter and hone them down into like, if I'm going to put a whole bunch of time into you, 
what are you going to give me in return, essentially? Or, you know, what message or what theme or whatever are you going to convey to the audience? So I think that part is the hardest for me, just getting started, getting the inertia, (laughs) you know, like getting things moving. Because once I have the movement and things start to fall into place, it tends to, that carries me through the rest of the project. Yeah. I think that's why we work well together is because I can start great and then I just fall off the wagon. (laughs) I'm like, oh, it doesn't really matter if I finish this or when I finish this. Oh, nah, I'd rather watch TV. (laughs) So, yeah. Complimentary skills and talents. (laughs) Yes, we do work well together. All right. I haven't forgotten you wanted to come back to feedback. I was going to ask next... Um, what your suggestions would be to people who, other creatives, what you would say, you know, hey, try this or keep this in mind. Anyone who's just starting out in a creative process. Yeah. Um, but if you want to come back to feedback first, we can do that. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get to feedback. We'll, okay, we'll see um, That Got is it. a, yeah, that is a great, it's a great question. And I think it's super important. What would I tell people? I think it's very it's very similar to what I just was talking about. For me, it's just like start, just do something. It can be so easy to wrap yourself up in all these what ifs or what if it's not good enough? What if people don't like it? What if this happens? What if I embarrass myself? Like all, all these different things. And so you live in that like mind game and you never actually do anything. You never actually create anything. And like I mentioned just now, like I personally struggle sometimes to just have the genesis of the idea and just do it. And I think that's the biggest thing is like if you want to create something, if you want to do something, if you're getting into like a creative arena, you just have to start. And I think you need to and you know, it's like we're this episode is like respecting the creative process. You need to give yourself grace and space and respect yourself and know that you're not gonna get it perfect the mm-hmm. first time. Yeah. Not even <laughs> the first two or three times. You know, <laughs> there's there's still stuff that I have been doing filmmaking now. I was thinking through I've been doing video and filmmaking for like five going on six years and there's still basic things that sometimes I don't always nail yeah and you know that doesn't mean that I don't strive for excellence and sometimes I border on perfectionism and that's that's been a whole nother thing I've had to fight against but I have to give myself grace and I have to respect myself enough as a creator and the creative process to say it's okay to make mistakes it's you know honestly what counts more sometimes is being able to say like I did that even though it's not perfect and I think every time you do something you iterate you learn more things from the previous time and I've definitely seen that in a lot of the stuff that I've done where I look back and you're like oh man that was rough but (laughs) uh, as I as I look back like sequentially I see like oh but I got better I got a little bit better each time. And when people just see you and they, you know, they see your polished portfolio or you're thinking it's like, oh, well, I want to be at that professional level immediately. It's like everybody had to start in that kind of like 
rough and ready place for for my gbbo fans out there it's kind of rough and ready but that's that's just reality um and so i think that's probably the most important thing i would tell people right now it's like give yourself grace respect yourself it's okay to just start and just do something yeah makes me think of uh ann lamott and her writings about writing and how you just have to make terrible first drafts and you just have to get something down on paper and you're still a, you're still a writer if you do that, you know, just because it sucks doesn't mean you're not writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the better, I mean, I would take that into feedback because the the more you trust the people who are giving you feedback, the more risks you're able to take. So I I joke about my blog editor. She, it's, <laughs> it's my friend Karen. Hi, Karen. Uh, shout out to Karen. Karen. Who does not listen to this podcast. Oh, KJ. <laughs> KJ. Um, she reads my blogs every week and gives me thoughts. And I just so much appreciate it because it's not like I'm paying her. I'm not getting paid. It's just the <laughs> thing that I'm doing yeah. to put my thoughts out there. And so I sent one today and I made a joke about <laughs> playing Russian roulette with the guy who wrote the Pepto-Bismol commercial. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, like... Uh, uh, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. So, you know, and, but she got it and she sent me a Marco Polo back and was like, I don't understand. Maybe I'm just dumb, but I don't understand. Yeah. I was like, no, that was one of those things that I knew if I could nail it, it would be so good. Yeah. And if I did nail it, it would just fall completely flat. But because I trust her to yeah. not be like, wow, you suck. You are a terrible writer. <laughs> I trust her not to say that. Yeah. She's just going to be like, I don't understand. Yeah. And then I can put it in a different joke instead. So it, that helps immensely. Yeah. With that vulnerability and that, that grace of being having someone that says, you're not a bad writer. You're not a bad filmmaker. You're not yeah. a bad anything. You're just in process. Yeah. And aren't we all in process, Ashley? Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> like I've heard two... Uh, Famous podcast hosts talk yes. about that. Oh, who are they? I don't know. <laughs> Their names escape me. <laughs> but coming back to feedback, and I don't know really where this fits, but I, in in the creative process, I guess in respecting yourself and the creative process, I think it is wise to surround yourself with people who can give you honest, good feedback, like Karen, like you, your example. But I've also found, too that not everybody needs to be involved in, in your personal creative process. Mm, yeah. Not everybody, dare I say, is entitled to be <laughs> in your creative process. There are people that I have shown things creatively, and maybe with the best of intentions, you know, they gave me feedback, but it was not handled well, or yeah. I was not handled well in those situations. And it really was soul crushing to me because again, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, like the vulnerability of the creative process is is deep. And there's a lot that goes into making the art that an artist makes. And so when people give you feedback, <laughs> uh, it needs to be done in a particular way and definitely differently for different people but I think it needs to be handled with care it needs to be someone who knows you and so for me now there's people when I create that I readily will go to for feedback and there's still people that like I'm hesitant to bring them into the creative process honestly until something is just done because yeah. it's like okay it's done this is what it is this is what I'm presenting because 
the way some people can handle feedback and handle you is can be more damaging. Yeah. You know, maybe it's like, oh, you should change this or fix this, but they say it in a way where it feels very, um, like, almost aggressive or accusatory <laughs> or say things that feel demeaning to you. And you don't you don't need that as a creative. You have enough going on in your head uh, just trying to get out of your own way to just create the piece of art to have someone say, like, oh, well... You know, I don't like how your bass sounds in this song. It just it just sounds like crap. And you're like, I spent so much time EQing my bass and making <laughs> it sound this way. You have no idea. You right. just or to, for someone to be like, oh, that song just kind of sounds like an '80s like throwaway song. And it's like you don't know how hard we we got that on one of our songs. Oh. Someone said that, and it's like from somebody that I know, like and I know pretty well, and like he's a great player. But I was like, what? Okay. So, and and anyway, and so. As you're just going, as you're growing as a creative, I think you, and it's hard because you can't always figure out where the pitfalls are until you actually take a tumble. But as much as you can, just try to identify like who are safe people to get feedback from, who just even in your personal interactions are like, who are people that I feel safe with? And sometimes it's not always necessarily your closest, dearest friends. I mean, sometimes... Sometimes it is, but sometimes there, there's just people that you feel a connection with who it feels like, oh, I can lay it on the line, be vulnerable with them, and vice versa. And it, we, I don't know, I don't feel attacked or torn down or broken <laughs> in my spirit. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a huge thing with feedback because I know as a creative, there is nothing uh, quicker that will like shut you down as like poorly received feedback poorly delivered feedback yes so let's flip that question you made me think let's flip that question around um if you are you have someone in your life who is a creative yeah how do you give good feedback how do you support them what would you say is the the best top two top three tips (laughs) for if you love a creative (laughs) if you love a creative how do you give them feedback yeah okay (laughs) um I think I think the first tip is to before before you even like say anything, before words leave your mouth, like you know, let's say they Ashleen, you gave me a demo of a song or something. Uh-huh. Before I even do that, I like to ask questions. I want to say what what was your hope? Like what were you going for? What were some of the like dreams behind what you created? So before I even say anything, I want to hear what that person like is hoping for or why they created this because that's going to definitely change like what I'm going to say. Not like I'm going to pull punches and be like, "Hey man, like, you know, in that section it's like you played some notes that like they don't work there." Or yeah. it's like, you know, the camera angle, I can't see what's going on. Is is I'm not going to like lie, but I want to know how how invested the person is in this thing and why they created it. Yeah. So I think ask ask questions would be my first point. My next thing I would say is deliver what you're going to say with I guess kindness, grace. I I don't want I don't want I don't ever want people to lie to me. But there is a different posture. I think that's where I'm looking for posture. Like deliver the news, deliver the feedback 
in a humble posture mm. because you're asking, so maybe the creatives in your life, they're asking you for input on this. And, you know, maybe you have some experience in that field. Maybe you don't. But for them, it's a really important, it's a really vulnerable thing like we've talked about. And so the posture of how you handle speaking to them is going to be a major thing. Like I said, it can be a make it or break it sometimes for them. So approach them with a humble posture um, when you are giving feedback. And I think the third thing is to encourage them. So it's like you approach them with a humble posture, you deliver like maybe the hard news, but encourage them. Don't just like leave it at like, okay, so like, Ashleen, that was a great song that you made and like that's great to hear all the things but it's like this 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 are wrong about it like (laughs) don't just like leave don't just like shatter somebody and just leave them on the floor like help them back up so the encouragement of like hey there's a lot of stuff wrong with this but here's the things that i see that are really strong about it or that's really awesome like why you're wanting to create this like help encourage them. So sometimes it's like you just giving encouragement. Sometimes it can be like offering something practically. So like I said, you might not be well-versed in like, you know, the creative in your life's like, you know, if they love filmmaking or photography, but maybe you could say like, hey, why don't you, why don't you go like find maybe some like online lessons or something? Because I, I can tell you really love this. And I want you to succeed. So here's a practical way. Or if it's somebody who, you know, is like close to you, like maybe, you know, a significant other or like a really like a good friend or somebody you could say like, hey, I am really behind you in this. And like, I want to, you know, pay for you to get some lessons or to like, I signed you up for this seminar that's about this thing. Like it shows the creative in your life that even though like it it shows them that it's okay that they're not perfect and they haven't arrived and that you're giving feedback but and you love them but like there's kind of you put your money where your mouth is you're investing in them yeah, yeah and and that is very different from somebody who just says like hey this kind of sucks good good try like you can <laughs> you know you can do it you know peace be with you it's yeah. it's very different <laughs> it's very different yeah they're willing to get their hands dirty i tried something recently at work and <laughs> the response was, well, I hated this, 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 and this, but thanks for doing it. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, okay. okay, what do I, what do I do? Thanks. You're welcome. I don't know. So wow. yeah, some of that, so how you deliver that feedback. Yeah. Because I wanted to know what was wrong. I wanted to know what was hated, you know, but it's yeah. like, you gotta, you gotta work on delivering feedback. We have some episodes on that actually. So, yeah. You know can go listen to those. Yeah. (laughs) All right, I have two more questions for you. Yes. One, this sounds pretty painful. All this vulnerability, all this bad feedback, all of this Mm -hmm. nonsense that you get when you're trying to create something out of your soul. Yeah. So why on earth do you keep doing it? Yeah, it sounds crazy, but for people who have the creative itch or the creative bone or whatever you want to call it, it's just part of who you are. Like for me, I just, part of who I am is I am a creative. And so as you know, like we've shared on this podcast and how you introed me, it's like, yeah, I I do a lot of different creative things, but that kind of comes out of an overflow of, I just, I love 
creativity. I love the creative process. This is part of who I'm wired to be. And so for a lot of people and for all of you listening, like creatives in your life, or if you're a creative, that I think is a big way that they process this. It's like, it's part of who they are fundamentally. You know, we can talk about a lot of ways we define ourselves for creatives. It's fundamentally part of who you are. It's like, I have to write, I have to play music. I, I want to do these things. It's, it's kind of like, I speak this language and I want to continue to speak it. And so even though there's hardships and sometimes like stuff gets lost in translation and people don't understand the dialect I'm speaking or whatever, I, I, ha- I have to do it. That's like part of who I am. So all that stuff is hard to walk through and it is difficult. It's very painful. I feel like I've experienced a lot of hard things mm. throughout creating. But I think the other side too is like it's so fulfilling for me to look back and see things that I've been a part of that I've helped bring to life and create or things that like I've created on my own and there's, you know, there's a finished product, so to speak, or it's like the art lives by itself. Like, you know, it's like, Oh, I, I recorded like this song and it, it's real and it's on Spotify and you can go listen to it. Or it's like this video is on YouTube. You can go watch it or, you know, whatever it is. So I think that's another big thing too. There is that like, it's part of, it's fundamentally part of who, I am and who creator like creatives are, but then there's also the joy of like seeing creativity kind of being like played out. Yeah. <sighs> That's all. I mean, there's just so much that goes into being creative. Yeah. Into, into the creative process. It takes so much of your soul. It does become a part of your identity. And I think that's why feedback is so difficult because it, what you're creating can be part of you and yeah. you can feel like someone's criticizing you instead of criticizing what you made. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so. that's definitely a skill that you have to, <laughs> you have to practice and it's like who you choose to receive feedback from and, yeah. you know, receiving feedback, like you guys said, you guys did a whole bunch of episodes about that. That's a whole separate, that's a, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as we wrap up here, are there any resources you would suggest for people podcasts or uh, books or anything that you would think, yeah, you know, if you're working on the creative process, you maybe you're stuck somewhere, maybe you're trying to figure out, yeah, how to create something. Any recommendations? Yeah, that, that was really good. Without getting like too niche into anything specific, uh, a podcast that comes to mind is it's one called uh, that Creative Life, it's hosted by Sarah Dietschy. She's a prominent YouTuber. But essentially, it's just her interviewing different creatives, and that's what's really cool. It's not just, like, video people. It's, like, videographers and photographers and artists and writers, like, you know, lots of lots of different types of creatives. Yeah. And it's just her asking questions about what is their creative process and kind of a little bit like this. Why do you do what you do and how do you receive feedback? And so that's been a really cool thing, like podcast wise to listen. And there's video podcasts too, that you can go look up of it. But I would recommend that. Um, I think another thing like just resources or tactics to do, like if you're, I don't know if like you're stuck creatively or stuff. Sometimes for me, it's like, 
trying to jump over to a different creative medium, Mm -hmm. I've found sometimes. So if I'm really stuck doing, I can't write a song or whatever, it's like I might go and like take some pictures or something and just just know it's like, yeah, I will come back to that song and try to figure it out. But just literally engaging a different part of my brain Mm -hmm. can really help me feel fresh when I come back to, you know, trying to figure out that bass part on a song or whatever. So, yeah, I think just trying to switch, change the channel, so to speak. Use your creative gears somewhere else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And then I think, yeah, like, again, I was trying to not get too niche into this, but within your niche, I think you can, there's lots of stuff I know, like filmmaking, where you can go find filmmaking podcasts, or you can go find um, a lot of filmmaking books, like people sharing their process, how they do things, and it's like this in any discipline. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just hearing different perspectives because I've kind of found within the arts there's a lot of there's lots of different perspectives in terms of like you know maybe photography it's like you have the formal I went to college I went to school to be a photographer and then you have somebody who's like I picked up a camera when I was like 25 and I'm and so just hearing and it doesn't mean one person is right or wrong but sometimes it's hearing a different perspective and maybe for approaching a different project or maybe if you're just stuck in one rut or lane of thinking to kind of open your mind to thinking well I've never I've never heard what a formal person has said or I've never heard what somebody who's self-taught has said so what if I go like listen to what they have to say and it might spark something different in you that kind of helps you get out of your own way a new perspective yeah yeah that's awesome I hadn't thought about it that way well, I know that you and I could talk all night because we have. We could. <laughs> we <laughs> could indeed. We need to wrap it up for the sake of our box yes. breakers and in case they're not thrilled by the topic, but I don't know how they could not be. <laughs> My goodness, creativity. Yes. What a what a thing we could talk about for so, so much long. creativity. Corey, uh, I learned something new before we started this. What is that? Uh, that you have a YouTube channel. I didn't know. So tell us <laughs> all the places people can find you, and then I'll make sure to link them in the uh, the show notes. Yeah, the main the main one is YouTube. I have a filmmaking channel. It's called Real Filmmaking. I talk about cameras there. I talk about like actually learning different skills in filmmaking, like lighting and stuff like that. And I talk about creativity and creative process. So it was very fitting that I got to come on here and talk about creative process, but just, you know, helping people process through creatively how to do films and all that stuff. So yeah, check me out. Real filmmaking, real like a film reel, R-E-E-L. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. Next week, we'll be back. I don't even even know what we're talking about because I'm not in charge. I don't run this show. Becky runs this show. So whatever Becky says. You guys are like co-hosts. So it's like (laughs) you have. (laughs) I just don't know what we're going to talk about. That's all. (laughs) If you just say it right now, it's like you have to commit to it. We're going to talk about. Nope. I don't know. Respect. No. (laughs) Respect. We'll talk about respect and something else. And we'll be back next week. You didn't sing the song this week. Oh, would you would you like to? No. I mean, I I know you might feel like you need redemption. I still don't know the words, though, is the problem. But I find out what it means to me that you know the words. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) 
Uh, okay, well, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.